Introverts, extroverts, your postman, your mum or your dog, this show is for everyone. We're not just talking about the usual inspiring entrepreneurship, we introduce you to badass network colleagues who get shit done and make a difference. Tune in as they reveal their magic tricks and learn how to level up your networking skills. This is the Network Holic Show, presented by JA Alumni U. So hello beautiful people, welcome to the second episode of the Networkaholic Show. I'm super excited, I hope you enjoyed the first round where you, where you could meet your host. And today it's me with our special guest, Luva. I'm really excited to have him here, because uh, uh, lucky me, Luva is a really good friend of mine. <laughs> uh, let me do the first introduction to uh, keep the official vibe. And then you can you can tell me if I said something wrong and you can introduce yourself into much more detail. So what do I know about you, Luva? I know that you're coming from Sweden. <laughs> you're a Swedish entrepreneur. Uh, you're an event organizer. Um, but as far as I know, you also like to travel a lot. You travel the world. I know that you like to explore other cultures, specifically uh, Chinese. I know that you're learning Chinese language, or at least you're trying. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, did I, did I miss anything? Would you like to jump uh, no, in? Uh, I think it was a perfect introduction. Uh, yeah, trying to learn Chinese is probably the right way to put it. It is by far the hardest thing I've tried to learn in all categories. <laughs> But yeah, that's basically me. I really wanted to have you here on this podcast because I know that you're quite active and as you're an event organizer, I'm super curious how is it going uh, in the field of events these days. And as you're quite uh, successful in this field, I would also like to know, you know, as this is the podcast presented by JA Alumni Europe and you've been part of JA for such a long time, also uh, on the European level. I would like to know like um, how this experience influenced your your career path if you maybe gained anything uh, while while working for the network that you cannot imagine of gaining somewhere else like during your studies or at work like besides those unpaid volunteering hours of course <laughs> the um so my ja experience actually started kind of in a weird way. Uh, I did my JA company and it didn't work out well for us at all. We had only one client and our teacher didn't really like our products. And to be honest, also uh, my colleagues in the JA company, we didn't really come along, uh, get along especially well either. So doing my company, uh, I wasn't that excited to continue with this, but by accident then, One of my friends who had a great experience introduced me to the alumni network. And uh, I mean, I instantly fell in love with like the people which is in alumni. Uh, everyone is so ambitious. And I think that for me, when I was in high school at this time, uh, everyone in my school were quite relaxed about, uh, about ambitions. And I was always, you know, a, a bit, little bit too ambitious for my mates. 
And with alumni, I found all of these people who are like equally crazy as I was. And uh, yeah, so I, I really, really liked it instantly. Yeah, I must then, agree. I, I said exactly the same thing in the first episode when I was saying about the network, that the people are crazy. And I just love how you having this crazy idea, making them happen without even like realizing it. Um, and also, do you, do you feel it the same that, yeah, you're around ambitious people, but of course we are all friends and we are just having fun while doing all of those projects. And I really love the, the atmosphere of, you know, being allowed to make mistakes and trying things, volunteering, uh, making an impact. Do you feel it the same, that the, the atmosphere is really friendly and you can just try things and see whatever it goes I think one of the coolest things now after being in the network for a while is that like many of my friends here in Stockholm, their networks and also just like their circles of friends, they are also here in Stockholm. Maybe if they've been a year abroad, they might know someone in that country. But I know someone in almost every country in Europe and sort of because of J Worldwide also a bit further away as well. And I think that's really cool and I, I cannot imagine how this would be both fun and also probably helpful in the future that you're already this kind of global citizen uh, even though you mostly had fun getting there. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so back to the events. Um, I mean, it must be a crazy field, right? Like you never know what's, what you're going to meet on your way. You never know which project you happen to be involved in. Um, so when was the moment that you realized, okay, this is this is the thing I want to put my energy on? Like, when was the moment you realized this is it? Hmm. Uh, I think now that we speak about it, there was one thing missing from my introduction. And that's that I'm actually really into tech and innovation. So... Oh how sort of my entrepreneurship journey started uh, together with, uh, right, apart from JA, I was also very interested in coding and making websites and sort of different things with uh, programming uh, because I wanted to, you know, explore all of these new tech things that was happening. And I also worked with that for a while and I still am so interested in all of the new things with like AI coming up and all the other different techs. But what I realized was that I'm such a people person and I, I can't just sit with a computer and, you know, talk to myself. I would go crazy. Um, and to sort of work around this, because I was in the industry of coding, but I wanted to meet more people like myself. I went to a lot of events, uh, to different meetups and tech communities, and I realized after a while that I liked these meetups and events more than my actual job. And that sort of gave me the insight that, hmm, you know, maybe I should try to work in this part because I enjoy it much more than my actual job. <laughs> nice. I love that. I just remembered, as you said, your, uh, your love text. I just remember when we were together with the team in uh, Latvia, I think it was, and I have no idea what conference you were working on back then. I just remember you on the computer trying to find out how to make people pay with Bitcoins, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just love that you were you were at the same time with us with the team and uh, on the second on the other hand you were just like trying to find out how to pay with bitcoins and how to make people come to your conference and um, so yeah I mean and back then it was a new thing right are there are there any any new tech stuff any new trends that you're trying to figure out at this moment or uh, uh, I don't know. Like I think what I figured out now is that there is so much cool tech that's happening all the time, and there's so many people working on it as well. Like at the big tech companies or in like research institutes, institutions and universities and all these things. But then there is this even larger amount of people who have no clue. So if you look at the events I've been doing recently, they are mostly about getting like the innovation that exists, or I mean, it might be new, but it's still here. And just showing people the power of it and like getting people interested in it and, you know, interested to learn more and maybe start working with themselves or, you know, converting maybe their business to be more digital. So I feel like a lot of my work right now is more taking this innovation, but giving it to the people who might not have noticed it yet. It's like a discovery sort of thing. I love this attitude, like going the extra mile and, and actually not giving people what what they would expect, but like, you know, create the event in a way that the people would be like, wow, I really need to come to my company, work, whatever, and just present it and do it this way also. I really love that. Um, in terms of like the future of events, I mean, <laughs> they've been quite tough here, right? Mm -hmm. um, I believe you had some struggles, but let's let's look into the future, not the past. <laughs> and I would like to know, like, how do you see it in terms of upcoming trends? Like, people are obviously starving for events, and they would love to meet again. So, um, do you see some trends coming our way? Like, maybe some like events half online, half offline. How do you see that? Yeah, uh, I think it's a very big thing right now. Everyone is talking about these hybrid events where we're going back to the, you know, the new normal and everything like this. Uh, to be honest, I'm really skeptical about that. I'm more leaning towards, you know, people have not met each other for a year. They don't want hybrid events. They want to have like super physical events. Uh, you know, I, I also think that, you know, when sort of bars and uh, clubs open, you know, they're going to be packed and no one's going to come and say, yeah. let's do hybrid clubs because obviously it doesn't work. And I think in, in conferences and events that I'm organizing, I think it's the same thing. Like you want to meet again and you're done with Zoom calls. But I think if you look more on the business side, actually we're going to have a lot less uh, amounts of events in the future because I think all of these like really big conferences that were organized before, mm -hmm. they had these huge budgets because they had big companies sponsoring them usually. And, you know, exhibiting, maybe having this huge booth in the middle of the event or something like this. Mm -hmm. And these companies, they're going to think about how much money they spend on events and how little money they spend on Zoom meetings. And think, you know, do we really need to be at this conference? Can't we just do this digitally? And I think a lot of events that are organized, which are uh, 
maybe not the biggest priority in the industry or the company or you know society in general they're gonna stay digital because it's just easier yeah, and I see. but then the really important ones the, the really big ones that uh, you know we can't really live without they are gonna go back to normal and be sort of bigger than ever and be more of a highlight each year so mm -hmm. i think that's really exciting because that means that uh like the fun projects the ones you want to work on the ones that actually make an impact and you know have some kind of value they're gonna get better and they're gonna exist and there's no threat there but then all of the sort of kind of lame ones that you know you maybe you went to because it's better than just staying at work that day or something like this yeah, they yeah. might you know die out anyways which is not really that bad i see i mean so the human for the upcoming upcoming events are going to be the let's get physical i see <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, another trend that popped up in my mind is uh, being global you already mentioned being global citizen uh so um let me ask it this way like what was the biggest event that you ever organized wow um it's a bit of a hard question i guess because i think i measured them very differently but one of my all-time favorites which uh it's hard to beat is that i actually um I actually worked with starting uh, a conference in China, uh, which is based on the Finnish conference Slush, if you know about it. It's yeah, like a tech yeah. festival in Finland. And they were opening up in Shanghai. And by the time I had the interest for China, but I've never been there. And then, I mean, I also really like tech and conferences. So it was like the perfect triangle of, you know, opportunity for me. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if I've told you this story, Katka, but I applied to work for them and they sort of said no. And I sort of just bullied them for like months trying to That's explain. The JA how... spirit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> trying to explain that I was like the perfect employee for them. Uh, and in the end, they they never actually said yes to me. They said um who am i to say no to you when you obviously want this so much and i was oh, like yes that's a win <laughs> um yeah so but then i went to china and uh, that conference we organized was actually i think like hmm, was it five thousand maybe wow. people came to it so that that was like the biggest but to be honest there's a lot of people in china so it's <laughs> a small conference for them. So that's actually small, okay. <laughs> I mean, in, in Shanghai terms it is. For myself, personally, it's huge. I see, I see. Um, okay, and uh, what are you working on right now? I know that uh, you have your company, right? Am I... just mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. And you have your small team of amazing people, as I, <laughs> I stalked you on LinkedIn. <laughs> I've seen them all, and they seem to be like a really crazy people to work with. Uh, so I would like to know uh, what you guys are working on right now. Yeah, 
Uh, so for those who don't know, I, I run an event company called Altser Minds, and we sort of specialize in um, all of the things I just talked about. So events that are not just another event. So we want the client or whoever hires us to have a bit of ambition with the event. So it might be that they're doing like a big launch or they want to run a big hackathon or something like this where they're really like putting everything on the line to make something unique. And we do this usually in the innovation sector. So um, previously we've done a lot of hackathons and also tech conferences. And that story from Latvia with Bitcoin and everything, that was, that was a fun one when we organized a blockchain conference just when blockchain and Bitcoin was like the completely new thing. Uh, I think it was now three years ago. Uh, so we we want to do this sort of a bit special conferences and events. Mm -hmm. And right now, um, we are actually working on something that I think is really, really cool. Um, we just launched a campaign that's called Dream for Earth. Uh, so it's a website where you can go in. Actually, if you're listening to this right now, you should probably go in dreamforearth.com and check it out yourself. Um, but basically we're inviting everyone in the world to record like this small video of themselves dreaming about the future. So it can be, you know, about peace in the world or about innovation spreading to all parts of the world or something like this. Um, and then we're gonna analyze this together with the, uh, this famous uh, analytics company and from these dreams. So basically then we know like as a fact what people of the world are dreaming about and we're gonna take those dreams and make it into a global hackathon where they compete to create the best you know technical solution or like uh yeah solution to these dreams so we're you know fulfilling dreams basically that's amazing that literally sounds like a dream job <laughs> yeah it is I, I love it it's so much fun um, but it's also a bit of a big undertaking, as you might understand. Yeah. So uh, a lot of things to do before we're there. I just, I just love how crazy ideas you're making happen. You know, when people, when people imagine the event sector, you kind of like, there is someone in your hand had like all of us went went to some kind of events already, some workshop conferences, sitting there listening to some speakers. And with you, it's just, it's, it's so, so colorful. And you're, I just love that you're really picking the, the crazy ideas, the interesting topics. You're trying to pick the projects that would make a huge impact. And so I want to ask on the other side, I, I just, I don't want to get you into uncomfortable position when you would have to say like, these guys are shitty. I don't want to work for them, but I would like to ask you anyway, like, you know, uh, are there some cr criterias while picking projects that you want to work on? Like, how do you decide that this project is really something I want? Are you going with your gut or are you discussing with, with your team and you'll see what's the process of picking the project? Um, I, I think this goes for both projects and sort of general way of life. Uh, I've always had uh, a very strong sort of compass in decisions. 
with what feels the most fun. And it's that simple, and I think a lot of people, you know, want to convince us that, you know, you need to maybe think about your career and, you know, do things that are maybe the most profitable, profitable usually in business. And I sort of think that it's secondary because we are doing all of this, you know, to, to have fun, basically. You know, life is there for living. And uh, if you do things that are fun for you, people are going to notice it and they're going to see that, wow, these, these event organizers are so engaged in this topic. And the events are also going to be fun in my case. And if the attendees have a great time, you know, that's basically a successful event. This, of course, is harder to apply to some areas. I mean, if you work with something that's very data-driven, then you can't just choose the data that's the most fun. I mean, of course. But I think that, like, it's nice to work in an area where your incentives are aligned with what brings you joy. Uh, so, for me, it's always been, is this going to be fun? Is this going to be actually interesting or developing for myself? Is it going to be um, uh, like exciting or are the clients ambitious or, you know, all of these different things that you can ask. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, if you don't focus on them, you're not going to have a great time and it's going to get noticed by your customers. I absolutely agree. And that was a really beautiful answer. Thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> Okay, so we already discussed a lot. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all of this. And uh, my favorite ending, as this show is called the Networkaholic Show, of course I have to ask you that. Uh, you already said a lot about people, that, you're, uh, that you really like to work with, with people. Um, so do you maybe have some networking tips for our listeners? Yeah, of course. Um, this wouldn't be the Networkaholic show otherwise, would it? I think for me, uh, networking is uh, so much about having a genuine curiosity for the other person. So I don't really, like, I don't really see it as networking because networking for me means, you know, you're basically trying to meet people just to grow your network. But if these people are actually like interesting to you, then they are going to notice that. So if you're coming there with, you know, set questions or whatever you do, if you send them like the same email to every person you're reaching out to, it's never going to be the same thing as someone reaching out to you being like, hey, I saw you online or, you know, wherever you saw them. And I thought this was really interesting. Can I ask you more about it? And people notice if it's actually genuine. So I think it's, you know, quality over quantity or don't network for the sake of networking. If you actually find someone that you genuinely would want to like have a coffee with, ask them questions, write to them and explain that. And I think usually it works because they notice that it, you're for real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I love that the, the networking tips, even the ones that we, uh, that we, said in the first episode are quite simple but still it's hard for people to make their mind 
like that. It's it's really just simple as that. As you said, I mean, people like to tell their stories, just ask and listen, right? Mm. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for your tip. Thank you for your time and all of your great thoughts and ideas. And uh, to our listeners, please follow us on uh, all the platforms. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. And of course, as I'm the communications manager of JLMA Europe, I also want to make you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other pages. <laughs> so I'm going to hunt you in your dreams and leave it and going to analyze that. <laughs> Thank you so much and see you in Thank the next you, episode. <laughs> Bye-bye.